you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up, and welcome back to another episode of No Silence Podcast with your host. Now fuck that with your low, Glasses Malone. You could come to a person and say, hey, man, hey, Pete, drive me down to the gas station, right? I can give you $20 a day, right? Or Mm -hmm. I can give you half of my lottery winnings when I win. Nine out of 10 people would take the $20 a day. And that one guy would be a moron. (laughs) I swear to God. So look, um, this morning I was on YouTube, you know, obviously skimming through YouTube, um, looking just, you know, looking for content, boxing shit, you know, the normal shit I follow. And one person I follow is Vlad, right? Vlad TV. I know Vlad for a while. I know Vlad probably since 2004. I like his stuff. Seems like a cool guy. Yeah. uh, He's created like a real dope, um, like a styling of interview that's like super popular, mm-hmm. but he's done it. He did this, um, Sean Prez, a really dope interviewer that Vlad uses, did an interview with AJ Johnson and AJ Johnson is the female that plays Shireen and house party. You know, that was Jody's mom and baby boy. She was, um, in sister act two, you know, one of yeah. the, She's been around. Like, she's dope. She's yeah. Like, super fly. I didn't know she was fucking Evander Holyfield, though. That was crazy. And Evander Holyfield was just getting hoes pregnant left and right on her. That nigga's cold-blooded, Jack. But um, it was something she talked about specifically. And they were talking about what she got paid for house party. Mm. And I think the film paid roughly $4,000 a week. And I think they said they shot for four weeks. Somewhere around there. I, I, loose. Like, I don't quite Now, mean. quick question, just for context. There were multiple House Party movies made, right? There were sequels. Yeah, yeah, but the very first This one, is the first one. Yes, the super dope. 
uh, Reggie Hudlin. Reggie Hudlin yeah, yeah, was yeah. like a super genius. He was like, he's super bright, super bright dude. Just, I, he, just for financial context. Yeah, yeah. He wrote this film for, he wrote it for, I think he always wrote it for Kid and Play, if I understand correctly. But the theater, the, the, the film company tried to get him to have uh, Jeff and Will, you know, Jeff and, and Prince. Oh, okay. Jeff and Will gotcha. to do it. But he ended up getting it done with Kid and Play, which ended up being the greatest thing because that is like a, a super brilliant, beautiful stain on my childhood. You know what I'm saying? Like that film, Kid and Play is just amazing. I mean, it's low key. I don't know if it's the debut of Martin, but it's the earliest time I saw Martin Lawrence Ooh, in the film. Yeah, that's real early. Um, Tisha Campbell, it was the earliest I saw her in the film. Um, what he was able to do with Full Force was unbelievable. Um, John Pops, you know what I'm saying? John Witherspoon, he was super fire. Robin Harris was amazing. And it ended up being this cultural classic. So A.J. Johnson was talking about it. And she was explaining that she got paid $4,000 for the film. Or Sean Prez said that. Yeah. What, she was, what she meant was... Um, she was paid roughly $4,000 a week and after paying taxes, agents, and all kind of stuff, she was kind of young and new to the business or so no corporation. She ended up walking away with around $4,000. Yeah. And I noticed like, you know, Sean kind of reacted like, you know, he was just in disbelief. Mind you, A.J. Johnson at this point is a new actor. You know, they're on this low budget urban film that turned, that turned that was, out to I'll be say, It was independent, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for a while. And then- um, Where do you think the money's coming from? Yeah, somebody else got it. Somebody else, somebody, somebody picked it up. Um, somebody popular. I forgot which company, but it, it built that company. But again, it's one of those things where this is like a low budget idea for new, you know, upstarts. Yeah. Um, and I just noticed how we look at business in Hollywood, right? We like, okay, what is the filmmaking? And I think House Party made House Party made 27 million bucks. New Line Cinema, right? Which became like this urban giant. Um, it's kind of something I've really been thinking about is making my own kind of New Line Cinema, which is crazy, but we ain't going to get into that. So if you do, story, I'll donate a uh, stand-up comedy special to it. There you go. There you go. I'm going to need together. So they made 27 million. They have the budget at 2.5 million, right? I'm sure whatever, yeah. right? So they were shooting on film. But I just thought that was funny that they felt that she got like robbed in the film. And I'm like, somebody's paying you $4,000 a week. Where is that a robbery? And I think it's because in 2022, when I was younger, you know, growing up in the 90s and the 2000s, the sucker thing, we used to call it a sucker move, was to count another nigga's pockets. Mm. To count somebody else's pockets. And I think that that's the cool thing in 2022 is counting another nigga's pockets. So they like, oh, this film made this versus picking up this brand new actor, paying her $4,000 a week. Which job in 89 is you going to get that pay you $4,000 a week? You fucking exactly. I don't even think a, maybe a doctor made four thousand dollars a week in nineteen eighty nine. That's I mean that's two hundred k a year. Who the fuck make four thousand dollars a year? I mean a week now. 
And that's a chunk of money now, yeah. That shit was just bothering me where I was like, that's just a new thing. And yeah. Hollywood is being affected by it because this sucker thing that was a sucker move when I grew up, counting other niggas' pockets, is actually a cool thing now. Yeah, we can thank uh, Bernie Sanders and the, um, what do you call that? What was that? People who sat in the trees? Sat those in people? the trees. Yeah, they were protesting in the trees. They were mad I about. Know. I definitely. No, you know exactly what it was. It was Occupy, the Occupy people. Yeah, I don't. Occupy Wall Street. You never heard of that? Yeah, no. Man, you're really black. <laughs> I'm like. They, they were occupying buildings in downtown L.A. when you lived in downtown L.A. Yeah, but. I occupy the building. A no, like, I'm not the LA. buildings. The trees outside of the buildings. They were just sitting in the trees. Yeah, protesting. Like, they were, we're not here. We were they're bitching about how they went to college and majored in tip shittery and didn't get a six figure job right straight out. Yeah, I wouldn't have gave a fuck. I know, no, I mean, I didn't. I would have just looked in the tree and be like, what stupid motherfucker up in the tree? But again, you know, America is the place of protest. So I'd imagine. White it's folks just, get the most inventive. It's just, in the whole thing, I mean, I, I could pick industries where there are examples of this type of relationship when you're involved in the creation of IP yeah. where the numbers get way funnier than that. I mean, like, you, know, you could have a, if you, because if you were to isolate every single thing, then sure, you could, you could pick one study that paid one doctor a couple hundred grand and that IP, he, he was paid by a university or he was on a salary and, and, and the IP he created out of that study was the university was unable to sell Pfizer for $500 million or whatever the hell. And he got a hundred grand. So it sounds like a tragedy, but you don't realize that there's to get the one that hits, there's a ton that fail. And also you signed the contract. We're happier to pig and shit because you could have gone and opened your own damn lab and tried to do it yourself that way and gotten the big ass paycheck. I mean, it, it's like it's same with the NFL, the NBA. You, you're, you're a rookie contract. You're aiming for your second contract. And usually people make they play better than the contract that they get, that, you know, when they get their big contract. No ceilings. So, no ceilings. GL. My boy Peter. So you saying it's an entertainment industry problem for the most part? This is universal. It don't matter. I mean, what. It, you know what's funny? You anything? Got a point because somebody was asking me my opinion on McDonald's, and they was like, "Yeah, you know they finna raise minimum wage up." And I was talking to one of my boys, and he like, "Yeah, if they make it all the burgers, they deserve to be paid the lion's share." And I'm like, "Yeah, but." That just sounds crazy. Like they don't incur any of the costs or any of the risk. I'm gonna tell you a story. So when I was coming up before I was rapping, right? I used to sell. So when I first was in high school, I was selling crack. Mm-hmm. Um, I was selling crack, and it was a great opportunity, right? Because it started with an opportunity. Excuse me. Exceptional language choice there, by the way. Right. It was a great opportunity. <laughs> Because I was going to high school and at this time my mom was in jail. So I'm staying with my dad and watch. And 
my homie, my older homie said, hey, man, if you sit in here for 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like 30 minutes to an hour, I'll pay you $100. And I'm like, $100? He's like, yeah, you can do your homework. Just watch what's going on so nothing unsavory happens. I'm like, cool. So I sit in there and I make $100 an hour. Finish my homework and I got $100. Question. Were you, have you been courted on at that point or were you just a kid passing by? Kid passing by. But I knew everybody. I wasn't courted on yet. So this is gotcha. 16, 15, 16. I, I, literally 15 because I got courted on at 16 or right the day before 16. So yeah, it's 15. So I'm going to school every day with $100. Now, I didn't have to chop up the rocks. I didn't really understand what was going on. I just knew you take one for five, and if you had $20, you take one for five, two for 10, three for 15, five for 20. So I just had to make sure when they took them off the tray, they took their proper portion. That's not the most important part of the story. The important part of the story is I finally moved to Sherm, PCP, right? Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. So Sherm now standing on the corner, you know, you sell an ounce or two, you could easily make 500 bucks. Profit. Yeah. But you standing outside, so you run the risk of going to you know, jail real easy because the police is coming back and forth. They watching at the corner. So when the opportunity came for me to work for my older homie, Worm, he was only going to pay me $500 a week. Now, mind you, the spot is selling, you know, three to four ounces a day. Yeah. I mean, in sticks and in dips and in pours and ounces, you probably was going to sell another eight ounces. So you're going through roughly anywhere from a 10 to a 16 ounce every day. So I might be giving my big homie every bit of... Ounces, three hundred twelve. I don't know, maybe three thousand dollars a day, right? Mm-hmm. He paid me five hundred. So by the end of the week, I might be giving him fifteen thousand. He gave me five hundred. Now, whatever I made on top of the ounce, right, sticking it out, dipping the sticks, the cigarettes in it, which was an extra. You know, I was good, so thirty to sixty bucks. So that's why I really made my money. So that 500 turned to 2000 bucks a week. But I remember people talking shit. My homies, that was my age, talking shit about it. Like, oh, you working for this man? This man ain't paying you blah, blah, blah. You know, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. He's playing you this, that, and the third. But I'm thinking, like, it's safe. Like, I'm yeah. not going to jail in this motherfucker. They're going to have to raid it. And these door locks are amazing. So... It's not just like that in corporate America. It's just like that on the streets. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. had perks. You know what I'm saying? They had perks. Like he would take me to the marketplace and buy me new Dickies, new Chucks. Like, you know, every week I had new Dickies, new Chucks, new T-shirts because I'm making him great money. You know, he's still selling shit. So he probably, the spot probably bringing in every bit of $100,000, $250,000 every month. Now, you know, it's, it's good money. So, but I never felt like he was cheating me. I actually made a song about it and I explained to people like, I pay, that's me paying dues. So can't nobody talk shit to me now. But I, I'm starting to realize the average human being 
right, that comes from the same background feel like they should be entitled to more, even though I didn't have to pay none of the rent. Even though I didn't pay no bills, even I didn't have to promote or market the actual trap, the spot, even though I never had to go find the best sherm to sell out the, the spot. I didn't have to do anything but show up for 12 hours a day and dip sticks and pour and pour out of the ounce. That's all I had to do and not yeah. fall asleep. That's it. And I was going to make money. At that point, it's hard to catch who's selling it. You couldn't get me on tape. So when I listen to people that, you know, talk about complaining about making, you know, if some, she, cause she didn't complain, shout out to Queen, but other people was complaining, talking shit. And I'm like, you don't know what goes into something successful. You don't understand how many man hours, millions of dollars, thousands of dollars. Like the way, you know, Pluck built that spot at that time. You know what I'm saying? Worm really made an enterprise that I was able to show up and just capitalize. All I had to do was be trustworthy, not try to cheat him and stay away. And I was going to make money. Yeah. And I just never saw it as him taking advantage of me. I don't, to this day, I don't see it like that. Even when we talk about being a rapper or entertainment business, right? Like I listen to different artists like Meek Mill is one of the latest ones. And Meek is like, you know, this label is beating me. You know, they're I'm doing this and they're only paying me this. And I just watch it happen. But if you really understand a breakdown. Did they shoot him with a with a harpoon with a contract attached to it? How did he get into that contract? Before, before, before we even get into it, like it's a bad contract that he signed. That's not. Oh, he did sign the contract. Did he see it first or did he sign it and it's sight unseen? But before we get into that, it's not a bad contract he signed. Right. It's not a bad contract he signed. It's like. okay, so let's say Meek Mill advance on an album is a million dollars which is probably closer to 2 million because Meek makes great records. So they're going to pay him. Let's say they give him $2 million. That's close. That's fair. Right? So you already starting a million to $2 million just to start. You make your record. It's time to shoot the videos. You're not paying for your videos. They paying for your videos. You're not paying for your press run. They paying for your press run. The reality is a record company is a bank. Right. Film companies, all this are banks that's loaning you money. They just happen to staff who they think the best people is to help you do what you're trying to do. So they they don't just give you here's three million dollars and you go find whatever you need to find because they know you don't have the relationships like the entertainment business as a whole is not really driven by money. It's really driven by relationships. It's more of a barter system. Like I remember being on cash money. And then moving my single certified to within the top 60 on a billboard 200 on a, on a big chart, just because somebody was promising a radio station, the next Lil Wayne record first. All right. So there we were cruising through the new open air zoo. When I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue.
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. It's not money. Like every, you can, I watch a lot of wealthy, not wealthy, forgive me. I watch a lot of rich people lose their ass off thinking they just needed money and you could buy this. You can't buy this. You know I mean? People are doing business with, with people for years. You know what I mean? Millions and millions of dollars. So it's a, it's a rough out being independent. You know what I'm saying? So, it's crazy, but shout out to AJ Johnson. She didn't really have any complaints. She understood it created relationships. Obviously, it started her career. She talked say, about every situation. dollar she made, she made off of that movie. Right. So she she actually talked about another situation where um it was a part in the movie where Play went to her house because they was trying to get kid out of jail. And he said, Hey, if you come down, I'm gonna take you to Burger King. She was like, Okay. And Burger King used that in the damn as a commercial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's just frustrating to watch people in the entertainment business act like they're being robbed. You know what I'm saying? It, it's so, so it, like the nuances are plentiful, nigga, like oxygen molecules in the sea or something, because it's just a lot. It's a yeah. lot that's going on. So it's so easy for. When you win, it looked like that. Me and Head used to have this expression. It's all good to somebody say yes. Feel me? When you want 15 million to that 15 million hit, and then you accountable. You know what I'm saying? So just watching all of these people complain about the entertainment business is crazy to me. Like a real independent artist, man, is fucking whack. Like right now, I just dropped, I released Kanye should have never married that bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Just getting love in the streaming apps, bro, is tough, right? One particular streaming app is worried about their relationship with Kanye. So they worry that he may not like the song. So they they can't really support it. Like, I've been hitting a homie at YouTube, like, back, like, probably, you know, once every four days. No response. Feel me? You want to lose your mind because you're not used to people dissing you and fucking you like, oh, fuck you. Like, I don't got to. 
it make me want to pop up on a nigga like, bro, how you like? And and again, just to get support, you feel me? When you earned it. So again, the independent shit niggas that saying they independent, it, trust me, they not. I mean, you, it, it's all a relationship-based business. So yeah. you can't really whine. So watching niggas whine, I, I would tell them play indie ball. Let's see what it look like. No, it's the truth. I mean, it's people really, really, really don't understand a lot of stuff when it comes to how that situation works in general. Just like, you know, you don't know what anything's worth till you know what it's worth. And you only know the general public only knows the cases that fit that because all the times that the person with the, the, that the bank put the money into the failed operation or the failed venture, you don't know about it because it failed. So you don't even see that ratio, you know? And it's like, like the doctor we had on the podcast a while ago, he has a pretty innovative concept. Um, that he wants to create and develop. He can't do that. He has to wait till he is done working at the research center that he works at because they would own the rights to it. So he has to go leave there, pass by a huge, like his, his salary that he could fetch is like a half a million dollars a year. Easy as a research scientist. I mean, he's really very good. He has to walk past all that money to go open up his own lab on his own dime to create that that innovation to be able to take it to market. Yeah. You know, and, and people don't appreciate what that means and how easy the other money is because every other person in that industry that gets paid five fifty a year to be at Children's Hospital LA or wherever the hell else doing this or that research, most of that they're just doing dumbass research that goes in a fucking drawer or goes onto a hard drive and nobody cares. You know, and that's not terribly dissimilar to the, I mean, look at how many pilots get shot for Netflix or for NBC or whatever. They just never make it onto the air. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, Christ, I went to Atlanta on my own dime to go do a role in a pilot that Malcolm got paid to put together. I just did it for fun and to, and to kick it with Malcolm. Yeah. Whatever the fuck came of it, came of it. I did that shit on my dime. I just paid to go do it. People don't want to believe, but fame is a payoff. Yeah. Now, is it a preferable payoff? That's a whole nother question. It depends on mentally where you at in your life and what space you fuck with. But yeah. fame is a payoff, and it's something that you could always hustle. For me, it was like... I wanted to own my shit and I knew if I wanted to own it, then I was going to have to market it because ain't nobody else going to market some shit you own. Mm -hmm. I mean, it costs too much money. It takes too much effort. So it, it just gets worse and worse. What was the story with Friday? We was talking about Friday a week ago. I talked ago. about that with Malcolm for a long time and there's a lot of the same stuff. Um, the, so Michael Blackson, he got paid. It was it was uh which is the first role I ever seen him in. And it was the role to me that was a hit, like that, you know, uh uh I'm a bitch ass nigga. You know what I mean? That to me, that's his like stick, like in Hollywood to this day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what what he said he got paid? He got paid a thousand dollars for one day, like he had to only work for one day. Sounds about right. 
Um, and people just had so much to say, and it was hitting ice cube like, yeah, you know, you just a thousand dollars a day. But again, if you counting the studio's pockets, but you have no idea what it takes to make this shit work. Again, like I said, it that's the sucker business in it. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. I've I've listened to Chris Tucker talk about, you know, I've never heard him complain, but I've heard people complain for him. Oh, you know, he only got paid blah blah this much money to be in his film. And I'm like, man, that film changed his life. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't get paid for the movie that you're in. You get it's like you do movie A, you do the Bob Smith story on January 1st, 2010. And you get paid X dollars. That's not when you get paid for that movie. That's when you're getting paid for your previous work. So if Bob Smith's story on January 1st, 2010 explodes, then the Samuel Adams story on January 1st, 2012, that's when you get that money from the movie, the John Smith story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's delayed one. So Friday didn't pay Chris Tucker a bunch of money, but Friday paid Chris Tucker every goddamn last dime that he got for Rush Hour. Fuck Rush Hour. He turned around and did the or other whatever. movie. What's the other movie he turned around and did right behind it where he starred in it by himself? He was he was a uh, uh, he had a car wash and he was a hustler. It's a good movie too. I don't remember. Yeah, but you're right. And so he said. So Michael Blackson. What's funny is Michael Blackson's name is in Michael Blackson. I don't know why the fuck I thought Cuz's name was actually Michael Blackson versus a play on the name Michael Jackson. His name is Jafari. So okay, <laughs> it's the film industry's pay scale. I got paid eight hundred dollars a day when I did Next Friday plus overtime. I made twelve hundred dollars for my one days of work. For my one day of work, I can't get jiggy with this shit. Thanks to Next Friday, I became the biggest African comic. And I love Michael Blackson making sure, like, he got paid $1,200 for one fucking day. Yeah. And Ice Cube was put in a position, cause to defend, like, what he did for changing this man's life, giving him an opportunity to where it changed his life. And I doubt on that day, if Michael Blackson didn't go to do that and when put his name on the marquee at pick a comedy club in America that he was going to fetch $1,200 for his stand-up show at that time. That like that was more money than he was going to get on a single day doing stand-up comedy at that time. I'd be very sure saying that that was a lot of years ago. Yeah. I just, I, I don't, again, every day I'm surprised at the sucker shit going on, man. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse and worse. And niggas feel like it's cool to bring this sucker shit to the public. And the public is so ignorant. You know I mean, and not ignorant in the way black people use it, like as an insult, but like in the dictionary uninformed. definition. Yeah. Uninformed or educated on what it what goes into successful content and ideas. Yeah. And so they play off that ignorance to rally the, the average person up. To be like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. You want to know, like, for, like I, I mentioned jokingly, like, about if you open up a, like, like a New Line Cinema type of label, that I'd give you a comedy special. One of the things that I, the only thing I want to do in comedy is rent out a place 
tell Malcolm's film people, come film this shit. I'll put the people in the building and I'll film my own special and I will own it to quote Cat Williams, lock, stock and barrel. If you haven't seen Cat Williams kind of break down a little bit of industry stuff on that interview we did with that Wanda lady in Atlanta. It's one of the greatest 15 minutes of your life. If you ever get a chance he's to watch so, it. He's, I mean, but you know how I think about Cat. You know, I think Cat is absolutely a genius. Just a brilliant He's genius. fantastic. Just fantastic. It's just unbelievable. But, but based on the principle that I just defined earlier, I would literally film the special and give it to Netflix for free and say, put it on, put it on Netflix. You can have it for free. Because you understand what's the value in it. Yeah. Market me, whatever. And then the next thing that I do, that's where I get my money for the first thing that I did. So we actually had, we, we actually have a, a, a resident guest, visitor, next door neighbor, manager extraordinaire, Big Steel. Steel came in to, to I, I wanted to ask Steel something, right? Because Steel actually played in the film. Right? Steel was in Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah. So he actually knows a lot about pay scales and value and different things. Still, when you did so, this particular scene still is in Malibu's Most Wanted. It's a rap battle between, you know, Jamie, whatever cuz name is. He, Kennedy, maybe? Huh? Was it Jamie Kennedy? Kennedy? Yeah, Jamie Kennedy is at a, a urban nightclub trying to earn his space in hip hop. So he's going to battle. Some other resident MC, so young Dre, the homie young Dre from Kitchens in the scene, the OG homie High C, feel me, platinum success. Uh, he's in the scene, right? And still is in the scene. And Felly Phil, shout out to Felly Phil, Power 106, he's in the scene, and still is there. And all still has to do is he he's the guy that you know. He's supposed to battle Jamie Kennedy's character. Still walks up and is like, yeah, I'm not even going to battle this punk. And hit him upside the head with the mic. Still, what were you paid for that? Man, you know what? Off that film, man, I probably made about $30,000, $35,000. Okay. What the fuck? I don't... That's not... First off, I'm not talking about resident shit or nothing. What was your actual paycheck for? How many days of work was it? Well, the way the film works, I was there for four days, and I got paid, um, which was the scale rate at that time, like twelve hundred dollars a day. So I made twelve hundred dollars. It took you four a day days to do that one scene. Well, we was there. It was a lot of stuff that they didn't show in the movie. I was actually at a. Uh, there were different scenes that were eventually edited, I guess, that eventually got edited out of the, edited out of the film. And it's a funny wow. story about that because I was actually supposed to finish out clothes and battle him, but. You know, in film, sometimes they don't understand our world, so they had me write this brand new rap and wanted me to have it memorized like in five minutes. So I was like, I'm not going to remember that stuff. Everybody else had pre-written stuff, right? They wanted me to write something real specific about Jamie, and I was like, I don't remember this stuff. I couldn't remember past the first, like, six bars. Wow. So, so you got paid $4,800 for what equated to roughly... At best, two minutes of camera time. Yeah, you know what the thing is? That's what I tell everybody. No business and entertainment compares to the movies. Nothing, not music, not nothing else. Financially, being an actor is the most rewarding job you can have to entertain. A successful actor. Okay, look, we're going to let you get back to your mic, and when you get to the mic, we're going to do it so we can make sure we get all this game. 
So we want to still come back, Arby. You know what I'm saying we we like, get the better quality because you know he got a lot of game when it comes to this shit. Yeah, it's just weird again, man. Everybody is just pocket watching. That's the new thing, mm-hmm. pocket watching. And, and I'm happy that you mentioned like Friday because the first Friday, and I yeah, I don't know all the ins and outs, so I'm guessing based off of what you can see from afar. But that was Ice Cube's thing. Like he owned that. That was his independent venture, I believe, right? Some yeah, it had to be because it's him and DJ Pooh for sure. Yeah. So had Friday flopped, he wouldn't have made shit. He probably could have shopped that around and gotten paid some money. A, you know, a decent paycheck because he was really popular at the time and Warner Brothers could have put that out and owned it and whatever. Yeah. But he took a shot and it worked. There's plenty of movies on the independent side where you take a shot and it doesn't work. You know? I, I think like... Like, not, not, not to... You know... I got to quote Malcolm because we had a conversation about it. He's a guy that's releasing music right now and TV show content. Totally different, you know, yeah. totally. But he was like, he would have, he said he understands. He, he has no beef with Ice Cube over the way it went down or anything else or that anybody has a reason to complain. He said he, he personally thinks that it would have been for that type of a thing, a nice addendum to the contract to give people some sort of limited residual, if not equity, then then rolling sure. income for an independent, if it does go well, to have a clause sure. in there in, and in the event it blows up clause or something like that. It wasn't there, you know. Oh, well. But, that, but, but again, and shout out to Malcolm. So when he said Malcolm, uh, he's referring to Malcolm Mays. Malcolm Lulu. Mays is a, a young legend from Los Angeles, South Central, from the jungles, a little bit from Watts. Really amazing actor, really amazing talent. And he shot a film. So he actually is aware of how it works. So Mm -hmm. not only has he done independent stuff, but he shot his own film. So he really knows. And I agree. Like And pitched his own films to studios. Yeah, yeah, and got shut down. Yeah. And and then like got through and sub didn't. So, Mm -hmm. but again, it's like um Talk about a guy who's 50 years old in a 30-year-old's body. Man, that motherfucker Shit. might be 70. Yeah. That motherfucker, man, he didn't let the way he keeps com- in this business. Man, the way he keeps yeah. complaining about blood pressure and shit like that. You think man, he is 70? Man. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always that same complaint. And I don't know. It's so unmasculine to me. It's so unmasculine to agree to something, right? To agree, yeah. and then once the success or whatever happens, to feel like you're entitled to more without making that a part of the agreement. Like, okay, a woman, their whole life is built on accountability. I've had girls borrow money and feel like they shouldn't have to pay it back because yeah. we slept together. But literally say, can I borrow the money? Not like... Women... <sighs> They have 
a different understanding of the word borrow. <laughs> That's why it's not too many women directors in Hollywood. <laughs> or running banks. Fuck you up soon as they catch you. Oh my god, I'm it on my iPhone. They gonna whoop your ass. Women gonna come together and whoop your ass. Um yeah, whatever. Yeah, but I it, it blows me away. And and it's so unmasculine. Feel me? It's so like that's why I lose respect for rappers who do that. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Imagine if if you said, hey, Pete, Will you give me 20 bucks to drive me down to the liquor store to buy a lottery ticket? For 20 bucks, I'll do that shit 100 times a day. That's a great deal for me. Until it wins. Until it wins. Now I'm bitching and complaining. Oh, my God. You going to win 20 minutes? Y'all, you did was give me 20 bucks to drive you down you half a block. And all the you fuck did, out of here. I gave you $20 every day. For and you. I was laughing in your face with my 20 bucks. You gave me 20 bucks to drive you a mile and a quarter. <laughs> that $300 million lottery hit. You'd be like, hold up. I'm entitled to more. What yeah. about these twenty dollars that you was charging me? And the cold part is, you could make two deals, right? You could come to a person and say, "Hey, man, hey, Pete, drive me down to the gas station, right? I can give you twenty dollars a day, right? Or mm-hmm. I can give you half of my lottery winnings when I win." Yeah, nine out of ten people would take the twenty dollars a day, and that one guy would be a moron. 
<laughs> Swear to God. Ah, and that's when people do films. I can say it's funny because, right? You don't really have a ton of nigga. Like I would imagine Michael Blackson and next Friday or Cat Williams and Friday at the next didn't have a ton of power to say, hey, I don't want to get paid. Just give me a one point override if it's blah, blah, blah successful. It's like, yeah. no, this is most of the time. These are dreams. You know, you wanted to be in a film and somebody gave you that opportunity. Yeah. yeah you know who calls shots like that? I think Tom Cruise did that in Mission Impossible. He didn't do it in that stupid high school football movie in Pennsylvania he did in the early 80s. He did that shit with Mission Impossible after he'd been in about 100 movies. You don't just say, oh, well, I, I want five fucking percent. Like, oh. Man, it get worse and worse, but I, I just don't have respect. But I am grateful for Michael Blackson for defending Ice Cube and making sure he was mindful of his position. I'm proud of A.J. Johnson. No, these people are legends and people yeah. I grew up watching be successful. And I am so proud when they say, yeah, we made that deal, but that changed my life. And how right. stupid does it make the third party person look who's on Twitter bitching about how they got screwed and they're not even bitching about how they got screwed. That makes you look even dumber. It's like, dude, the person you're advocating on behalf of thinks that it worked out pretty well for them. Because the reality is for a lot of those roles, you could be anybody. Like I, I usually say, like, well, how come the CEO, like we were talking about McDonald's, how come the CEO gets paid so much more than the guy flipping burgers? Because if you took the CEO down, he could probably flip a burger. If you took the person flipping the burger up to the CEO's office and said, okay, here's the complexity of this operation, go run it competitively, and you got to make back an additional 7 8% a year, they're going to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's one of those things like Hollywood. You get blessed with... I've watched so many rappers complain about their deal. Fuck the fact they signed it, right? Fuck the fact they signed it. But like deals that are not bad. Like I was looking at a deal they were talking about with Summer Walker. And I'm like... Bro, like the money they had to spend in Summer Walker to make it work, the producer... You know, was dating her. Was part of her deal that that she lost a bet that involved that weird bald haircut thing she has that I saw on Instagram today? No, no, that that was wasn't just, part of the deal. That was just her idea. She's she's a she's something else, man. She's, she's not gonna get else. another deal doing shit like that. <laughs> um, you know who produced her shit? London on the track. London is a fucking multi-platinum stud when it comes to making music. Yeah, right and. He does her whole record and just gives her this unbelievable opportunity. They, she was cleaning houses. They gave her eighty thousand dollars. Okay. She didn't have to have a following. She had one of the most powerful producers in the music business. Mine is just Atlanta in the whole music business. And when I think about it, it's just crazy to watch people act like her deal was bad. Her deal, right, with the company called Love Renaissance, and Love Renaissance is a super fly company, super really great deal. They, they do great things, right? But it says Walker signed an agreement with Love Renaissance, LVRN. Wait, she signed well a what? What was that word you used? Walker signed the agreement. Oh, an agreement. So they agreed. Okay, I was wondering. <laughs> with Love Renaissance 
as well as Interscope Records, as reported by Rolling Stone. The November 2017 document states that the CPR singer had to give up rights to her master recording and was given a 15% standard royalty rate. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's lower than industry standard. She got 15% for nothing. Yeah. Like in her situation, she's going to be fine because she got a pen. So she writes some of this stuff. Right. So she's mm-hmm. going to make her money on publish. She also received an advance of 85000 which was the down from the price of one fifteen in a previous draft. She had no sales history. She had no reason. She wasn't the most successful artist. Nothing. Yeah. And it's funny that people are talking shit about this. This lady was cleaning houses, singing in the shower. Clean shower. For sure, it's clean. Nothing else. That shit crazy. And now she's a multi... She's a she's a platinum success. Feel me? For yeah. sure, access to millions of dollars in opportunity. And again, and people talking shit about the deal like it's bad. And I'm like, that's why I am a tyrant. Because how much money start, is she gonna make on her next deal? Man, it's crazy. I don't even want to get into it. One of these days, probably really soon, we're gonna break down Tupac's contract when he got out of jail that he wrote himself. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll make a whole pot on it. Just talking about it. We'll find the right person to be a guest and really break down how great and how smart he was to put together that deal. Question. I've, and you have some familiarity with, with uh, cash money, obviously they seem to get badgered. It seemed like three out of the four hot boys were just getting taken to the cleaners. If you listen to the internet, you know, and it seems it, I hear a lot about how like both P and baby weren't really like the New Orleans guys weren't really paying their artists or whatever the fuck, which, you know, I, I that's that's what they say. Not in my opinion. But sure. what is kind of the reality on that to some degree? So my situation with Birdman, he's overpaid me. Yeah, like he's done right by me and did the best he, he can. Um, Do you know the situation about like like did BG get completely hung out to dry that's way or, or my Turk? Or, I was still. In oh, I didn't know if you had heard yeah. heard the story again. Birdman has to manage these situations completely unique. Glasses Malone is a sober, mathematic, uh, a mathematical brilliant crip. Right. So I'm always paying attention. I'm always focused. Birdman sometimes, you know, again, something that looks like just a really talented artist could also become a different kind of, you know, problem. Like some people like BG, you know what I'm saying, was on heroin. Yeah. A Turk got locked up for, didn't he get like some sort of shootout or something over a heroin deal? Got raided or something? How Birdman has his relationships with every artist, I think it just depends on the artist. So I don't know the depth of what's going on. Like, it's easy for me to sit on the sideline and say, yeah, well, this person did it right or this person did it wrong. No, but I'll tell you one thing. Every last one of those relationships are complex. None of them were easy. 
I know for sure Juvie's deal was Juvie had a really good job. And Juvie was something in the city of New Orleans. And Birdman wanted to mess with him. And he told Birdman, I'm not quite sure, but I think it was $1,000 a week. He said, man, you want to mess with me? You got to give me $1,000 a week. Feel me? And then I could be down. And Birdman made it happen. So again, we could look at years later and and talk about their relationship. Said, and, but that was before Huh came out. That was before way all before. that shit. This is so, before, you know, this is Soldier Rage. This, this is House Party One. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's easy, you know, when 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 Juvie was getting that thousand dollars a week or whatever that number was to be, you know, to the T, I don't quite remember, but I think it was that. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. I, listen, one of the craziest conversations I hear is about TDE. And I've heard all kinds of shit, oh, top this or this, that. Bro, I watched Top for years do his best, figure out ways to get J-Rock, Kendrick, Q, and so in so many different opportunities, you know, getting Wayne features, helping the work, making the videos, getting them in different places, flying to New York, whatever it took to make that successful. You know, making sure they ate, even this Louisiana chicken, feel me, whatever it took, paying that electrical bill, marketing these guys forever, like for years, for years. We talking about Kendrick shit doesn't truly hit until 2010-11. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? J-Rock was, he, 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 he never gave up on rock, ever. You know what I mean? I'm sure they had whatever issues that two men could have, but... Man, it took him all the way roughly. So from 2000, when I first met him doing a thing in 2005, when I first started doing my thing, it took from 2005 all the way till, I'm going to tell you, hold on. It took from 2005 all the way to 2018, but he stood by J-Rock and they finally got him his motherfucking platinum song. King's Dead came out in 2018. That's how long he worked and marketed J-Rock and his brand and his product until two, for 13 years for him yeah. to get a platinum was, It was like, I, thought, I remember J-Rock having that song with Wayne on it back, yes. what was it, 2009 J-Rock or 10? Am, 2008. Eight, all right. Right? When is a gold or platinum song? He worked with him for 13 years. I remember Schoolboy walking in the studio, right? I remember when he first came. And it's crazy that somebody could possibly ever say anything not flattering about Top, about, you know, the guy that runs TDE. Dude, how do you not, how do you not tell that story as one of the greatest things a brother could do for, for, for young black people? How, like, what other story is there? Yeah. Sometimes we look at the death row scenario, right? And we, oh, niggas got so much fucked up shit to say about Pops, about Suge Knight. Oh, they got a lot of shit to say. Before that, before that dog, Doc Dre, he was in a situation where he was mad with Easy e and feeling like they were not paying him his fair share. Suge gets him out of the contract, then puts him on with a situation, right, with a guy who ends up changing Dr. Dre's life, Jimmy Iovine. 
That doesn't happen without Suge Knight. Now, that's not to take away from Dre talent. Dre was always going to be a success. Hell, Dre was a success 10 years before Suge was in the business. Dre was making fucking platinum records for a long time. So that's not what Dre been successful. But Dre and Jimmy creates billion-dollar Dr. Dre. Having the vision to know what Snoop was supposed to look like and what it was supposed to be. Right now, we're watching Snoop come back full circle to the most important brand of his career. He's bringing a project out on February 13th called Back on Death Row because he knows that is the version that the whole globe fell in love with. Is he doing that because he has the ability to use that name or in some capacity because Suge's locked I'm up? I'm sure it's some business and they don't have nothing to do with Suge. Okay. Somebody who owned the shit, I would imagine, has gotten contact with him and somehow he's involved. Whatever it is, but the point is to be able to circle back to your most powerful self and, and the brand that you affiliated with, that you created and gave, you know, value to as well as empowered you, he didn't say, hey, back on blah, blah, blah. He said back on death row. Yeah. That's, that's Wasn't back on no limit. God. Feel me? Back on what? He been fucking with P. He didn't circle back and do a deal with P. P, we need to come back with this new no limit. Snoop Dogg, top dog. You know, again, it's yeah. not saying he's not. But some of these people, man. Now, and it's crazy because I did have a conversation with Sugar a while ago. And he was just telling me, like, I'm like, people act like, Suge robbed everybody. I'm like, dog, like nobody's looking at Snoop is finna go to prison. Snoop needs millions upon millions of dollars to beat this case. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna even tell you the unsavory shit and bribes and shit that, that Pops told me happened, that Suge told me happened for him to keep Snoop out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. them guys don't get no credit. You know what I'm saying? All they take is shit. Like, oh, he robbed every... It's funny because the, their favorite thing is like, oh, you know, nobody owned their cars. Who the fuck was owning cars and which corporation? You lease all cars and corporations. Imagine, you know what I'm saying? You're going you to, want a company car. You want a company car. <laughs> you don't want your car stuck on the side of the road. Fuck. And they was like, oh, you know, the car wasn't in my name. Nigga, did I have the key? Can I turn the ignition? Did I have to pay a monthly yeah. stipend on it? Did I pay a lease on it? Were you the one that desperate bitches were looking through the window at seeing driving it down Sunset? <laughs> and just listening to them, people complain about that. Oh, the cars wasn't in their name. The houses. You mean they got the station where rent free? They could just well, stack the pipes them burst. They didn't have to pay the plumbing bill. The money that came to them. Man. So they, they had so that cars without in their name. So they could. They had leases that they were not accountable for, liable for. So whatever happens, fine. They had houses they didn't have to pay for that were nice. Right? And what are we saying? Hey, God, it sounds like they're living in a, living in a women's world with no consequences. You just drive a car, live in the houses, burn the cars down, no oil, burn the house down, leave the stove on. Who gives a shit? It's not my name. Bro, it's not my name. And it's crazy when you really get into Pac's deal. That's why I can't wait. We're going to take some time. We're going to get in Pac's deal. That's 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 going to be a special pile we're going to do, man. His nice. deal was so, you could tell he was so focused. His deal was incredible. I would love to see one of his film deals. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, like, where would he be at in film now? Yeah. Somebody told me he'd be Will Smith, and I'm like, nah, Will is much more of a diverse personality. He's obviously you're on talking different sides of the camera, but I, I think in reality, his music career would have exhausted itself and he would have transitioned into being a 50 cent type of person who just had a whole heaping ton of cinematic work and going the shit on. 50 doing is just great. So yeah, culturally special. It's hard to be in the music in, in that type of a vein of genre relevant for a long, 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 long time. It's a lot easier to be relevant for a long, 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 long time on a, on a silver screen. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.